What's up, guys? This is M16 from the radio show. So we took a well-deserved week off this week. So what we're doing is dropping in a, I guess you say a bonus episode. It's one of our lost episodes from last summer in June. We're supposed to have a guest. Easy and I were supposed to talk to somebody. They didn't show up. But instead, we had a conversation about the George Floyd situation, which was you know a big hot topic at the time and the way things were changing in the country. We also talked about the NBA restarting and also the NFL. So you can go back and hear about how wrong I was about the NBA bubble and many other things. So enjoy this episode and we'll be back with a new YouTube video and podcast next week. for hitting the download button or whatever button that you are hitting on whatever subscriber that you're using to take a listen to the radio show the aftermath we appreciate you got easy and m16 in the house with you easy what's going on man what's good 16 another day in paradise another day survived of 2020 man this is something that your kids gonna learn about in school, man. You you're not gonna be able to mention 2020 without taking a swig or something. The way things going at this point. Well, it depends who writes it, but that's another story for another day. Well, I mean, whoever writes it is gonna include murder hornets because they out there somewhere. But you sure that wasn't uh, just a filler episode? I don't know, man. The way 2020 going, man, it might just be. But you know, people was out here asking for 2020. I hope you you know got what you asked for. But uh, anyway, appreciate uh, everybody taking a listen to the radio show, The Aftermath. We definitely appreciate you taking out some time to uh, give us a listen. Easy, I just wanted to point out to the um, the listeners out there that um, all of our episodes are available on demand via a plethora of options. Um, I think, I mean, I don't know anything that we're not on at this point. So you can catch us on Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, TuneIn, soon to be Pandora. You can go to blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show and check us out. And also do not forget that we're live every Tuesday at 8 o'clock, blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show, where we got our entire crew there. That'll be myself. Easy, your boy Cujo, Tiki Blue, ATL Diva, and the man, the myth, and the legend, the jerk, there to give you an hour plus full of shenanigans every Tuesday. So 
So, Isaiah, while we're, um, I'm going to say, waiting on our guests to join us, uh, I wanted to um, ask you a question here real quick surrounding what's happening with these protests. I'm seeing a lot of traction, like, as far as things moving and people getting involved. Would you have ever seen that things would take a turn this fast where things would swing on, you know, on the surface, there's some work to do, but swing in the black community's favor to try to get things moving? I think the most surprising thing um, that I've noticed is just that, let's just be honest, you know, uh, incident in Ferguson, you know, the the killing in Baton Rouge, all these different killings of unarmed black people um, at the hands of bad cops. Um, You know, it'd be hyped up for like a week or two weeks. And then it just kind of goes away until the next one, right? Um, and this thing is, you know, going into week two, and it seems like it is more, like, it's not even close to peaking. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, there's still protests going on. There's still people um, talking about different legislation. Um, you know, I don't know if you saw today, um, Congress, they took a knee. Um, for the duration of the video of uh, of Floyd, so yeah, was I mean, some I, I don't see this going anywhere. The, I think it was some pandering I mean, going on with some of the garments in that picture, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I think they they were kind of tripping on that piece, but yeah. like, I mean, come on, man, you got the NFL who has like all their o- owners are majority Trump folks. They blackballed Colin Kaepernick. They came out and was like, "Hey, we're wrong. We 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 definitely dropped the ball on this." Like hell, NASCAR yesterday um, came out and made a statement. NASCAR, come on, man, the most uh, ball sport there is. Like <laughs> like NASCAR is coming out and saying, "Hey, there's some stuff we got to fix." Like it's amazing. It's just it's coming like they from walked all walks of life that you probably never would have. Thought. I mean, they're walking it back. I mean, I, I, I mean, I can mention, you know, I'm watching uh, the Fire Stick, and Amazon's got a blurb on the fly on the Fire Stick. You know, Black Lives Matter. We stand with the Black community, and I'm like, man, you know, who would have imagined just like you said, just two weeks ago, that you would be seeing this type of, uh, you know, up, uprising? Like you said, it's still gaining momentum to this, you know, to this day, it's still gaining momentum. And it's not even like you said; it's not even close to peaking yet. And when it does peak, what are, what else is going to happen? You know. So yeah, I mean, definitely, it's something that was unexpected that came out of all this. But it's just proven that if you and of course there have been some bumps in the road. But to me, in my view, and I'm sure you might agree too, easy that I feel like the protesters who are doing things, they've been nonviolent, they've been doing things the right way, and that's what's getting things moving is that they're peacefully protesting, which is. You're right in this country. You have the right to peacefully protest things that you feel are wrong and unjust. And you see that when, you know, this is being done, you know, the right way, things get moving. So hopefully this will bring about change for, you know, for, for good. You know, I mean, it's, it's one of these things to be cautiously optimistic about. Cause I was one of those people where I was like, man, we do a lot of talking, but nothing really changes, but it seems like things are starting to move at this point. And also for people out there who are towing the fence on whether or not 
or I'm not sure or whatever. Listen, if you got an open mic in front of you, you got three words that you need to utter to keep yourself out of trouble. Just say Black Lives Matter and don't say nothing else because anything else is going to get you canceled. Just say Black Lives Matter and keep it moving. <laughs> Big fact. And, and then, so let me ask you this. This isn't the first time that an incident like this was caught on video. So what do you think made the the Floyd incident in Minneapolis so outrageous? Like, what do you think was the, the difference between that one and the ones before it? Because this isn't Bro. the first time that a unarmed black guy got killed on a video camera. Like, this, this okay. isn't the first time. Okay. So I said this when we talked about it on the live show, that the killing of George Floyd was so disgusting that something had to happen with this. You literally had another man who had a guy down and knelt on his neck for no apparent reason until he passed away for the world to see. If you don't find something wrong with that, then there's something wrong with you, no matter what color you are. It was sickening. Even if he did something wrong, you got him. He's down. You got him on the ground. What happened? Why why didn't another cop step up and say, hey, man, we got him, man. Lay off of him. No. You stay on this man for nearly nine minutes on his neck until he passed away. So yes, anybody who doesn't feel that that was the worst thing you've seen, and we've seen some bad stuff. We have, don't get me wrong. We have, but this right here was over any boundary we ever seen. So that's why things got moving because you saw a guy who was already pinned down a nonviolent crime, whatever was going on, counterfeit bill, whatever he was down easy. They had him pick him up, put him in the back of the car. You don't have to lean on his neck. And the other cops said just as disgusting because they stood. I mean, you got to say something, right? You got to go say something. You have to. Hey, man, that's enough. We got yeah, it. And, and I think the crazy thing is that, you know, with him passing away, um, there's a lot of interesting things that have come out about um, what he did uh, for a job. So, um, do you want to take some guesses at um, some other jobs that uh, Mr. Floyd had during his time on Earth? Well, I know about the him being was he a bouncer at a club? Was that one of them? He he was a bouncer at a club. Okay, because I'm going to tell you something real quick, easy, and it's going to surprise you, or it might not surprise you. I didn't give a shit about what his background was. I'm be honest with you. I didn't care what he did because no matter what he did before, and I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit, I still want to know, find out what he did, but anything that you bring up about him has no bearing on what happened to that man. I don't care. Even if he was doing something that was criminal, a criminal act does not matter. He did not deserve to die like that, but I'm sorry. I'm on my, I'm on my soapbox. No, please, I, no, please I, I agree. And I, and I don't want our listeners to think that's where I was going with it. I, I just, he lived a very interesting life. Um, you know, like you mentioned, he was a bouncer. Um, he was also a rapper. Um, he's from Houston. And apparently he was signed to Swisher House, which for those of you that don't know, uh, you know, had Slim Thug, Paul Wall. Mike, Mike Jones. <laughs> like, he was a rapper on that label. Like, he's got songs. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that or not. He got He has songs? Yeah, like he's been featured on songs. Okay, so I'm gonna have to go dig up the archives from this and 
and and and take a look a listen I should say on you know about that. So what else did he do besides? So he's with Swisher. He's with Swisher House. So they were hot like circa like 2005, 2006 around that era. And if you go back that far, that would have yeah okay. Um he he also I came across an article. Apparently he did porn too. I came across an article on Facebook, <laughs> and apparently he he was featured in some porn videos as well. <laughs> okay, so he's a bouncer, a rapper, and he's into pornography. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, man. I mean, you want to talk about living a college life at you know forty six? Definitely have some yeah. uh, extracurricular activities going on. <laughs> I would say so, man. Jeez, man. You just can't make this stuff up, man. You literally just cannot make this stuff up. And you really can't. And the thing is, I just don't like the way when things happen because they did the same thing with Amar Arbery where they like try to discredit them. Like the way these men died has nothing to do with what they were doing outside of that. Even if they, again, even if they, either one of them had criminal activity going on, at the time when they were killed, they weren't doing anything, man. And even if so, the way that they were treated and killed does not fit anything that anybody thought that they were doing. You should not have to die over a counterfeit bill. You shouldn't. No, or anything no, that's considered routine. It's it's ridiculous. And uh, I just I can't I, I, that part I just can't let go of that it just was so just egregious, man. And yeah, no, I mean it definitely terrible. Um the whole situation is unfortunate, but um the outrage has definitely been on point and it's been purposeful to say the least. I like I said don't get me don't get me started about that cuz it's just it's it's one of those things that just gets me upset every time just considering the fact that he did not have to what was done to him just did not have to happen. And it's been a lot of that with a lot of our, uh, you know, black people, men and women who have been over the most routine things where it's a routine stop. And, you know, you just expect it. You got a gun in your face and you're expected to remain calm during these situations, but a police officer can, you know, I don't know, man, you just like, don't get me started on that. And I know that wasn't your intention to do that. It's just, you know, that it's just too much. Yeah. I mean, it's just unfortunate all around. Like um, on Instagram, they've had like some viral TikTok videos. And one girl said that as a fast food worker, she's held more accountable than a police officer. Like if she gets, if a customer gets irate with her, um, if she gets the order wrong, she could get in trouble um, and lose her job before a cop that kills somebody. This is facts. It's a, it's unfortunate because, yeah, because you're expected to remain calm in a situation where, um, I mean, that's, like I said, a, a gun, you know, in your face or being confronted like that is just, it's just unfortunate. But to see things moving, to see things going in a better direction, you know, even I mean, even if it's one of these things where they're doing a bunch of uh, a bunch of lip service, it's more than what had been getting done previously. 
You know, every time we thought right. this is the turning point, this is the turning point, this is the turning point. But truly, the George Floyd thing is going to be something that's talked about forever because it was the turning point. Because unfortunately, this man had to endure that type of horrifying demise. But in the end, it may save lives as time goes on. You know, it may it's going to drive out hopefully all this systematic racism and hopefully fix some of these problems it's never going to be a hundred percent fixed but at least you know you can try to like put the put the the, the band-aids on it and try to you know fix the problems that is true so yeah man i just um it, it's something and one thing i can appreciate about what our show does is that yeah we we have a lot of shenanigans and you know we like to have fun i mean that this show basically exists for us to have fun but these issues are just too important to just gloss over. We just can't. We have to discuss it um, as we grow our platform and we have a larger reach. We have an obligation to our community, the black community, to speak on these things, man, and also to give voice to other people, you know, as well. You know, I'm not saying we speak for all black people, but I'm just saying we have a uh, we have our hand raised to say that we can help, you know, speak to that. And, um, man, I just, you know, I'm just, I'm just glad that these discussions are being had all over. Cause I, I didn't really, like I said, man, until, until we started talking about it again, I didn't realize how much it really bothered me to, to, to see that because that could be any one of us, man, on a, on a routine stop or something like that. You know, none of us deserve to lose our lives over something trivial, you know? Yeah. I mean, non-violent. I mean, every time you, you see police sirens or lights, your heart don't drop a little bit because I know mine does. Yeah. It it gets you it gets you nervous because you don't know like dang is this like I don't I, like listen man we all gotta go one day unfortunately we got to it's part of life but I'm like man I ain't trying to be dying in a on a police stop you know like that dude was 46 years old he got his whole life ahead of him. his whole life yeah. still ahead of him. that's a dude that's in my age bracket man that's that's sickening. And yeah, and I mean, you know, I clown you about being old, but let's be honest, it's not old. It's not when you think about how much more time he had, you know, or could have had potentially. It's like it's it'll just it really it really will bother you. So, um, interesting thing that's going on is that as things slowly start to try to get back to some normalcy, man, you about to have some live sports. Uh, in your face here in about uh, what is it about what six no little yeah about what about six weeks yeah about six weeks or so uh, right in your face the NBA coming back at the end of July um, how you feeling about that man well hate to do this to you bro but I told you it was coming back oh this guy Let's throw that out there um, but there's a lot of guidelines which I know. You, we did agree on that piece that, um, you know, that there would be some restrictions in regards to, um, you know, the league returning. So let's just get into the format of what this looks like. So okay. for those of you that don't know, um, NBA is returning, in case you've been under a rock. Um, and it will all be hosted in Orlando at Disney's World of Sports. So the way it looks is that the NBA basically just booked up the whole thing 
and it's going to be nothing but NBA players, personnel, executives, um, you name it. They've Adam Silver, all those guys. They're going to be there in Orlando and basically have the whole thing to themselves. Um, nobody can um, enter in and out, um, but they can do some leisure activities like golfing. Um, and I think that was another thing that they mentioned. Um, another one was that if the player leaves the Orlando bubble, they have to be quarantined for no less than 10 days and must have two negative coronavirus tests. And this is according to Shams, uh, Shams, who is on Twitter, NBA Insider. Um, so very interesting. We figured that the strict protocols were going to be there. Um, there's a family limit for NBA players, so they can only have three people with them in Orlando that's considered family. There is some exceptions. Um, I think Steph's gonna, Steph Curry's going to need an exception. I think he's got three kids, so <laughs> he's going to need uh, an extra spot. Um, if LeBron brings his family, they're going to need an extra spot because he's got three kids and his wife. So it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. Um, what does the playing look like? So the return is going to look like this. You're going to have 22 teams returning on July 31st. Um, you're going to have eight regular season games per team. Um, so you got the 16 current playoff teams, so one through eight in the east, one through eight in the west, along with the Suns, the Spurs, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Wizards, and the Blazers. They are all going to be back in Orlando. They're, go- they're going to play these eight regular season games. And then basically, um, depending on how the results shake out, there could be a play-in tournament for the eighth seed. Um, and there's like some extra rules and stipulations behind that. But basically, that is how the return to uh, basketball is going to look like. And this is going to go all the way till, if I'm not mistaken, like October. So they they plan on having the, all these regular season games, the playoffs, and the finals. So each team is going to play eight regular season games? Correct. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't have it right in front of me, but I think majority of the teams had at least eight games left, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that's where the eight comes from. Okay. Because I didn't know, because it stopped in March, So because I, I know the playoffs were starting to loom right when Corona really kicked in. So... Um, so the finals are going to go through October? Yes, I think the last day of the season is um, October, the finals. So usually October is the return. Well, really, it's called the best sports month of the year because you got all five all, sports playing all, at once. You got basketball, football, baseball, soccer, and hockey, right? Did I miss any? Yep. Yeah, they're all going yeah. at the. They're all going. Yep, it's the only month of the year where all all of the major sports are going at one time. You know, it's so, the heart of the, the heart of the NFL like, season. Yep. You know, uh, you know, Kings and Hornets early season matchup. We're talking about the NBA finals going on during the beginning of the NFL season. Um, who knows what the MLB is going to look like in October if they even have a season? Uh, going to be a lot of stuff going on. But to be honest with you, I think this is something that might be here to stay in regards to how the NBA does their timeline. I think a lot of people have said that 
they shouldn't start as early as August. They should start in December because that's when a lot of people start watching basketball because um, football is winding down, college football is winding down, college basketball kind of getting towards the middle part of the season. NBA is really not looked at like that. And then Christmas Day is all about, you know, NBA basketball. Well, that's so it's kind of always been considered the – the start of the season because nobody's watching. No, come on, bro. Let's be let's be honest. Look, you, you're a sports head, so am I. You know you are not watching Kings Jazz in late November. You're you're not staying up at ten thirty to watch that. But if I put the Jazz and the Kings on Christmas Day, you're gonna watch, right? So why have these meaningless games when you can just shorten it up and make your regular season mean more? That's why people fiend for the NFL season like that because you only got sixteen regular seasons your team only got a certain amount of time to get it right or they will be sitting home in january that's how that works so um but of course it wouldn't be me if i didn't have questions about how this is going to actually work because i'm still sticking about what i'm saying and i can feel your eyes rolling before i even say it is what happens if there's a widespread coronavirus outbreak in this little nba bubble it's over right season's done uh I mean, I guess, you know, you ask this a lot. Well, what will it look like? Um, You know, is it widespread in just one organization? Is it different players on different teams? Is it executives? You know, I think if a player has it versus an executive, I don't think the season's over. Because, you know, you can live without your vice president of finance for two weeks while he recovers, you know, from the coronavirus. But you can't live without LeBron James. So, you know, what does that look like? You know, no pun intended, but coronavirus plays a role in this. Because, like like you said, if your guy, one of your best players gets sick, they're not going to stop the season because one of your guys got sick. Like, you still got to play without your star or whoever. So, it'll be interesting. It seems like they got some strict guidelines. I don't know how much they're going to flex between that. Um, But it seems like they got the right idea with the limiting who can be there with you. You know, if you leave the bubble, you got to quarantine. I'm just very interested to see how this unfolds because this really could be the future and how we do things in general. Because as of right now, this virus isn't going anywhere. No, it's not. And we are, you know, my oldest daughter, your niece, uh, was asking me, she was like, how far off are they from a vaccine? And I had to keep it real with her, like, a long time, a long time, because this has to be tested and make sure that the side effects aren't worse, uh, aren't worse than what the actual disease is and stuff like that. But, you know, with this NBA season coming back around like this and, you know, I'm assuming that with the precautions that you're talking about, that some players are just going to be like basically quarantined in quarantine. Like LeBron wouldn't have anybody breathe on him hard at this point, because if he's out, then the Lakers, they're done. Like he's, it's like, if you test positive, that's two weeks off, you're done. And if that happens in the middle of a big series, then you're, you're finished. So also with these games being played, so this is completely free of, this is crowd free. So no fans allowed, nobody who's not NBA personnel, or people who are broadcasting the games are going to be allowed in there. Is that correct? 
But what about the commentators? Are they going to be broadcasting these games remote? I know I'm asking you like you, Adrian, Adrian Wojnarowski, but you, you got more info on this stuff than I do, man. I just sit down and watch the game. That, you know? that is a great question. Um, I don't know if they're going to have commentators there because with technology these days, who's to say that they can't sit at a studio in ESPN and just look off the TV? Exactly. You know, some people say that calling calling sporting events remote takes takes out remote takes out the emotion from it. But I rather, you know, be safe from my, you know, antiseptic because it's a, it's a chance that some of these guys who are calling these games they might not even have to be in an ESPN studio. They, you know, if they have a uh, a line where they can do it, they could just call it from their house. You know, like the guy uh, uh, Boo Shambi that calls the Korean baseball for uh, ESPN. I'm pretty sure he's doing that from home. You know, so yeah, man. I mean, you you've been they, watching Korean baseball? No, of course not, man. It's on at like I think it's like five or six in the morning. That's when the good sleep. You're still getting the good sleep at that point. So no, I would I was not checking out Korean baseball, but I do know that it's being broadcast and he's providing the English commentary for it. It's like, well, I mean, you know, I, I don't know, man. I just feel like sports isn't this impo- important to be taking all these risks. I mean, yes, people are going to watch, but I'm just I'm still wondering. My big question is, what is the product going to look like? Yes, you want your basketball. You want your NBA. I get it. But what is it going to look like? Is it going to be visually pleasing to you to see a bunch of guys playing in an empty arena with no emotion behind it? It's going to be hard for Mike Breen maybe to get you, you know, wrapped up into it when it's like, you know, a guy hits a clutch shot and it's like crickets, you know? So, I just hope people are prepared. You know, you're about to get what you're, you've been asking for. So, you know, be careful sometimes what you wish for because you might just realize that, man, you know, these sports really do need to crowd because this is just not what – this is not pleasing for me to watch, you know. And I don't want it to fail, but I'd rather people be safe than worry about entertaining us with games, man, seriously. I'd rather folks just be safe. That's my thing with everything. Yeah, but you don't, you don't think you don't think that the – you don't think that the NBA is looking to make sure? I mean, I yes, there's money involved, and you know, obviously they're a corporation, so obviously they're trying to get their bag. But I mean, they, I really think that they've thought long and hard about the players' safety and their family safety. Right. I, I just I don't see it as a risk as long as they stick to what they're planning. And I mean, again, it's it's a learning curve for everybody. I know the NFL is going to be watching this closely because if this tips off July 31st, that's right when training camps get started. I bet you they're going to look at it closely and see what's going on. They will, but at least, you know, um, at least the NBA, oh my God, how incompetent is the NFL where they're like, uh, what did you tell me that the director said talking about? So we're expecting NFL stadiums to be packed. You buffoon. There's not going to be 70,000 people in nobody's stadium no time soon, idiot. So I don't know how that's going to work, man. Like, as far as what is it? What is the quote? What did the guy say again? I just want to hear the stupidity. I mean, I, again. I, I have to uh, <laughs> Google it real quick. Please. Um, it's, it's absurd. I mean, you're talking about there's places right now where there's restrictions where. They can't allow 10. But, dude, I was in five guys the other day. They can't allow no more than 10 people in there at one time. You mean to tell me this guy said they're going to pack a 70,000-seat stadium? 
selling beers with the Rona out there, man? Get out of here. Oh, oh God. Troy Vincent said this. No. <laughs> Troy Vincent? Oh. Troy Vincent said this. No. Okay, here's the quote. Jesus. Uh, beginning quote. We are planning to have full stadiums until the medical community tells us otherwise. NFL Executive VP of Football Operations Troy Vincent said on what? the Brian Mitchell show. Hold now on. remember, you continue, when we're on, talking. Please. Okay. Hold on one second. Before you continue, something that you said needs addressing here. He said until medical. Can you repeat that one more time, please, Easy? Because I'm about to I'm about to explode. Can you please repeat that? All right. Open quote. We are planning to have full stadiums until the medical community tells us otherwise. Close quote. All right, stop right there. Buffoon! They said, first off, that you should be social distancing six feet apart. Okay, let's not even go that part, that, to that part. But the, most places are not allowing 10 or more people in a spot at one time, and you're talking about 70,000 people? Man, I tell you. And that's not even <laughs> including the vendors. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the, the, you want to open beer. Bro, you want to open beer and a hot dog in a stadium right now? I'm just asking for uh, a friend. I tell you like this, as much as as much as I love watching NFL games live, um nothing beats watching it on your TV, man. I I'm just just throwing that out there. Facts. But who So who, I don't I don't know if people are going to rush back to NFL stadiums like that. That that is my point. Or any stadiums for that matter. Please continue with this ridiculous quote from a a pretty good football player. All right. Um, (laughs) uh, Open quote again. Now remember, when we're talking, and then there's like a dash because I guess there was a gap there. We're talking about September, August, September. So there's a lot that can happen here. So we're planning for full stadiums. Close quote. Uh, The article goes on to say, while the NFL currently expects full stadiums, Vincent makes it clear they won't force the issue. If the medical community determines it's not safe to have a large group of people gathered together in a stadium amid the coronavirus, the league will listen. You, they've already said it ain't safe. If it was safe, there'd be graduations, there'd be weddings. Sometimes, I'm going to run this into the ground and you're going to hear me quote this like for a, for as long as this pandemic is happening, including what's going on with the racial divide. Every open microphone you do not have to talk into. You want to know why? Because that shit comes out. Just have somebody write a statement. Don't go on there. Don't say nothing else. Because that's just, just, bro, come on, man. You got to admit that is some, that is some foolish mess. What have they been saying? Why have we been basically cooped up in the house for the better part of three months, man? Because it ain't safe to be around people all like that unless totally necessary. And NFL football don't count as necessary. What is wrong with people, man? Again, I think I think you said it greatly. Um, there's no need for you to say that. Even if that's your plan, you know, he he also goes on to say that the league already has separate plans in case stadiums can only be half full. So play devil's advocate real quick. I think there are a few states already that are allowing professional sports to resume. So as crazy as this quote sounds, 
might end up being right in a few months, which is just crazy to think. Uh, but as of this moment, I mean, when I'm hearing that broken down and spoken, and then of course, you know, Troy, uh, you know, Troy Vincent was a was a you know, like I said, he was a, a pretty good player, man, and you know, he could probably like you know, clothesline me right out of my chair. But saying something foolish, no matter how big and strong you are, is something foolish, and that's what that is, man. You know, until medical the. Me- <laughs> The CDC has been telling people about social distancing guidelines since this started in the winter, man. We're moving towards summertime, all right? And, you know, it's like they've been saying this. So how do we go from and, – and that just shows you the difference between what the NBA is saying where we're like – they're like, look, you know, we're taking every precaution here. And the NFL is like they dropping their schedule with all these stadiums. Like people just going to be regular traveling out here, man. It just don't make sense to me, man. It just don't. It gets me triggered because it's like it's blatant disregard for common sense. That's it. That's what it is. Yeah, but I think what he said is crazy, right? It's just crazy to think about because 2020 just hasn't gone planned for probably anybody. Nope. Um, but also, you know, we're here in Atlanta. And I'm sure you've been out a little bit, whether it's been grocery shopping or whatever the case may be. But people don't care. Like, they're out here not wearing masks. They're out here sitting all up in each other's faces. Like, I hope he's wrong. But they, I'm telling you, bro, I just feel like some folks are still going to go in those stadiums and act like there's not a virus with no vaccine around. This is it's setting a bad precedent, man. But I'm just saying, you know, you got to come out and you, you got to say something better than than that because it's it's to, it's tone deaf. It's 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 tone deaf. Like until medical tells you otherwise. So what happens with the other states that haven't loosened up the restrictions to that point where they can have more than those people? Like maybe you know Florida or some of the other states that may be fully open, but there are other states that aren't. So what happens when you have to travel to them for games? Then what? Like it just it just to me, just the 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 arrogance of it, it just it just it offends me, you know. It's about trying to be safe, and it's I just like it was just crazy. Like the NFL dropped their schedule, like they just planning like it's not a goddamn pandemic going on out there. I mean, if we start naming all the things that have gone wrong in in 2020, bro, just think about it, man. I mean, it's things you can't even factor in to the insanity that's going on. In, in this particular calendar year, it's it's so noteworthy. And to just to remember, if you go back to your timeline on your social media, just a few short months ago, people was out here talking about what was going to happen in 2020. They couldn't wait for 2019 to go away, blah, blah, blah. And what? The fucking plague came during the year you were anticipating. Murder hornets. I mean, I can keep going and going. And then if things wasn't even, you know, wasn't going crazy enough, racism decided to raise his hand and say, hey, I'm still here, even though there's a deadly disease, I'm still out here, you know, making things, you know, worse. So, yeah, don't get me started. I try not to, but sometimes you just find yourself getting going. I I, I do, and uh, I I hear this from, from listeners when I get feedback all the time, the same thing that you say, like, well, triggered you is funny. Like, I'm not trying to be funny, I'm just being myself. I mean, this is look, bro. You know me just as well as anybody, man. You know that I'm I'm not up here just spewing, you know, nursery rhymes. This is actually me giving my opinion. <laughs> like I'm really this candidly um, 
sarcastic or whatever you want to call it. This is this is me saying that. It's it, it's just me. And people are like, oh, that's funny. It's like, no, I'm I'm really serious. Like, I, I, it's just some buffoonery, man. And I don't know. I'm just not here for it. But it is, you know, it is what it is, man. <laughs> I'm gonna try. Yeah, and I was just down, waiting man. for your your usual line. I'm not your court jester. I am. I'm not your goddamn court jester. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's. It, I mean, it just is what it is, man. I mean, people want their sports, you know, just like they wanted their haircuts. They don't care how they get it; they just want it. They want their entertainment, and I get it. They want some sense of normalcy, you know, but. Man, we just got to be smart, man. This disease ain't never going to go away, and it's not going to go away just by pretending that it's not out there no more. You know? You can't just wish it away. Or you can't just, just because, you know, just because Trump is telling you that the country, the country needs to open up to get the economy going, ain't going to be no economy to open up if people start dying out here or keep dying out here, I should say. So, I mean, don't get me started on that, man. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it just... It just is what it is, man. So, you got any parting shots before we get up out of here, Easy? Please let the basketball quality be really good. Because if it's not, you're going to hear it from me, bro. Hey, again, nobody's arguing about the quality. All I but said was that it was coming back, which means it is. I was right. It's, you always stick that in. I don't know. This episode might go into the to the lost episode file. We already got another one of these. Maybe this one will where this one might go. But I appreciate you, Easy, and uh, we'll we'll get this rescheduled and do it again soon, man. But uh, let's talk tomorrow. I got a feeling we got plenty more to say. Um, Trump's star on the Walk of Fame was covered with black paint today and a bag of poop. And that's and today's only Monday. I mean, so fitting. It is. Well, back to your regular scheduled day, all of you. Check us out, blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show. Facebook at it's the radio show. Talk us a like. Instagram. Twitter. Everywhere. Appreciate you. Because good quality. That's right. Being listened to in like five different countries. And pineapple does not belong on pizza. I don't care what ATLB says. Yeah, somebody told me I was about to lose my black card because I said pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. Well, I guess you just have to lose the card then because it don't belong on pizza. We out, man. And there you have it.